I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hey, feisty folks. Jamila here, the Feisty Team Community Innovator. In June of 2020, we launched the Feisty Team to help you all stay feisty no matter what the year threw your way. Over the last six months, we've come together as a team to try and make the world a feistier place and connect with other like-minded friends in triathlon and endurance sports. We meet every month and bring in experts that can help us on the path to building feistiness in ourselves and others and create meaningful change in our sport and community. The monthly subscription is only $22 and you'll get monthly feisty huddles and webinars with expert guests. Big sponsor discounts, swag, and monthly prizes. Challenges to stay motivated. A community of feisty, like-minded friends. Plus, we are adding new initiatives all the time, like our new book club and virtual workouts. Go to feistyteam.com to join us and become a part of the feistiest team in endurance sports so we can crush 2021 together. That is feistyteam.com. So <laughs> I don't even know quite what to say here. So like I log into Zoom and despite having several several technical difficulties, the most interesting thing, Sarah, like Sarah, you, and, and folks, you have to picture this like she's, I can't see, but I'm imagining it in my head. She's like eight months pregnant and like sitting on a toilet to record. Like what? what? Well, see, like it's closed. It's so closed. I just want to be clear. I am not going to the bathroom while recording this podcast, but I am in a bathroom. <laughs> you are in a bathroom. So this like this like the bathroom was the only available space in the house to record, or what's the story? Well, I'm actually in a hotel room, so it's an especially charming bathroom, you know, with really flattering yellow light. Um, <laughs> it is very flattering. <laughs> the plain white tile behind is especially yeah, and you know, obviously the super cheap toilet seat. That keeps on like creaking underneath me. So it's great. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm out in Eugene. Uh Ben has Olympic trials. And oh. I'm yeah, I decided to come out for a few days. Right. Uh it was a bit risky to do both weeks. Um, but I figured, you know, like I'll just be sneaking into my 36th week while I'm out here. Uh right. that's as much as I wanted to risk flying. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, and right now he's lounging. He's watching Legally Blonde in the other room. So <laughs> Legally Blonde, of all things. A nice, relaxing bro movie. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the bathroom recording. <laughs> Amazing. Great. Exploding. I, I, is there a certain point? I think there's a certain point they don't let you fly anymore, right? When you're pregnant? Well, I got on the plane at 35 weeks and nobody asked me, um, but it's, it's different airline by airline. I think technically on the way home on United, I'm supposed to have a doctor's note, 
but I figured nobody asked me on the way out. So yeah. I'm all good. My doctors were so cool about it. They're like, yeah, go. We're not worried. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. yeah. Not, you're not like leaving the country. Like it's not like you're in Mumbai or something. Like you're like, you know, yeah. like you could get I, medical help if you needed it. Totally. So right now out here, we are, you know, probably a three minute drive from a hospital. It looks nice on the outside. And it's, it's really funny. So I, I cleared it with my sister-in-law, who's a doctor who has four kids. I'm like, so what do you think about this? She was like, oh yeah, 35 weeks. I flew to Norway. No big deal. And uh, she's like, yeah, you know, first, first baby, like it, it tends to be a pretty long process. If you start to go into labor on your flight, it'll just kill time. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. And I heard that athletes like, well, I certainly had this. And then afterwards was told it's an athlete thing. I, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but like have especially long labors. Like, so I was yeah. in labor for like right. 30 hours. Like, oh, fun. That sounds, yeah. So that's, I mean, I'll get home and still have time to spare. Right. <laughs> You're good. I feel like I'm feeling a little self-conscious because I think I just dissed the like Mumbai health system. <laughs> like, but like, yeah. actually, actually like India pro has like some of the best doctors in the world and the best medical schools. I just want to say that like, it's, like for the oh. sake of the joke, I just said Mumbai, but no, they, they are a little overwhelmed right now with COVID. So yes, I think that's, you know, I think that's what you meant, right? right that's overwhelmed right. healthcare system. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, um, this is how this week's going to go. Okay. Coming up on the show, um, we're going to, oh, we're going to give you a su super secret um, feisty announcement. Um, we're going to talk about my quarantine that just ended. Uh, Sarah, oh, well, I'll ask you, we'll find out more about your trip to Eugene here and how Ben's doing. Uh, the U.S. Olympic selection process. I'm assuming in triathlon, maybe yeah. running too. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, if we were riding would be complete without a animal story after this. <laughs> And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code livefeisty15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. Oh, so everybody loves something super secret. Super secret. Super secret is the best kind of secret. Let, let me know what, what is this. Okay, so it's a, this this is Wednesday, I guess. Yeah, so tomorrow, Thursday. So by the time this podcast comes out, we um, for the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Summit, we're inviting everyone who's been to the summit before um, to come for a, a special announcement, um, which is that we're doing a hybrid event this year. Oh, nice. um, yeah. So, and I I'm saying hybrid event, but I think we're like we're launching the virtual event first. Um, and then getting all the details in place for the in-person will probably, because we don't know how many people we can host in person yet. Um, so cool. we're just going to like pause a minute on that um, while we make a decision. But yeah, there will be a hybrid event, which means that there'll be like so, some in-person stuff um, as well as like a virtual summit. So folks can like actually, I think we'll actually be able to have host more people this year, right? Um, if people cool. want to come just for the learning. Um, and we're like, we're actually focusing on, I think our theme is called back in the blocks, um, meaning that like, we're kind of back in the blocks of triathlon, like post COVID um, and how we want to, um, we have a chance I think to sort of reframe some of what triathlon looks like and um, 
some of the ways we might want to build the sport a little differently um, to be more inclusive and more equitable. So we're like going to talk about that. Um, are, are you starting to nail down speakers? Yes, I think honestly, like I'm a little bit of slightly more out of touch than I have been in previous years because my business grew so much. So there's like, but I know that Lisa has secured a number of really great speakers. We actually got a couple of journalists that I'm quite excited about that we're going to hear from because the media stuff was really popular last year uh, when we had uh, breakout sessions about that. Um, and we were also like looking um, outside of triathlon too to like bring in some different perspectives um so there's going to be like some fun and different stuff happening and the group the in-person group will be really intimate like it's i can't even imagine it will be more than 100 like it'll probably be more like 75 or 50 mm. um and we'll all be sort of like in the same space you know um, that's really cool yeah yeah so i think it's uh, really yeah mm -hmm. have you figured out how you're going to integrate the live and the virtual stuff like will you have a big screen going i mean there's so many yeah. different ways you can go about it. So we're like a bit further down that track with our menopause summit. So we're also doing a hybrid menopause summit, like for the, it's for like feisty menopause, which is like not a triathlon brand. It's like for any active woman in menopause. And we're, we're hosting the in-person part in Boulder. Um, so we're launching with like 75 spots for that. And then like, we're hoping to sell, you know, in the hundreds of the virtual event. And we're going to have a, like all the keynotes will be either there or projected onto a big screen. So there's like the in-person event has one stream of things happening, right? And then the online, if you're online, you have like two options of things you can do at once. So you can either watch the, you can either watch the what's happening like at the live event, or there'll be a separate breakout session that you can, um, that you could also watch. Um, so, and people who are live can watch the breakout as well if they want on their devices but they can also watch it later so like everyone's going to have a chance to watch all of the things mm -hmm. um and then the live stuff will have at both of the events a live event will have like a bunch of extra stuff happening like networking events in in boulder for menopause we're going to do like rides and trips to the gym swims like there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on with like that main five hours of like learning um yeah. happening in the middle of the day so I, and i'm is erin parson going to be a part of it Yes. yes. So. <laughs> I love Erin. <laughs> we all love Erin and Erin, like to her credit, like put, put up her hand really quickly and was like, can I help? Can I help? Can I host you in my gym? So we're going to have some, um, some events there of some kind. Um, definitely folks are going to have access to her gym and be able to, um, work out there and we'll probably have a couple sessions there too. So yes. So good. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think I think because of difficulty of travel, you know, this year uh, for me, like just knowing that there's a virtual option is great. Even though I will miss, you know, hanging out at the bar afterwards. Totally, the Jello shots. Jello shots for you. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and Sarah, like, I'll hold you to it. <laughs> Anyone can beat me at jello shots, so whatever. Um, but no, I think, and like, yeah, I will miss having you there too. Um, but I think like, I do love the the hybrid approach. Like, I think that that means that folks can, like essentially you can buy the content and you can come and be part of the community online if you want. And like, you were part of the performance summit, right? Like people actually attended, talked to each other, like did the networking stuff, like it felt like an event um, and it yeah. felt like there was that connection piece. Um, obviously not as much as in person, but you could also just like 
buy it and watch it later. And it's fairly low price compared to like flying across the country, paying for a full summit that includes meals, yada, 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 the hotel. Um, so I like the optionality of it too. Um, yeah. And it lets more people have access to our community and the, the speakers that we're bringing in and all that stuff. So. Yay. Awesome. That's a great announcement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, talk to me about, we can talk about my quarantine a bit. I, I do, I would like to know about um, Ben's Olympic qualification. Like where, uh, yeah. what yeah, is I the race? That's kind of the theme of the show maybe today is just Olympic stuff. Um, so he's doing the 10K on Friday. And then next week he'll do... Uh, he'll do prelims and finals for the 5k, um, but I'll be gone after, or, you know, before, before he gets around to that. So it's, it's basically like two weeks of hanging out in Eugene, sitting in a comfort suites hotel room, watching Legally Blonde. <laughs> Life of an elite athlete is so, yeah. oh yeah. The, yeah. the luxury is amazing. It, it's also oh, very tedious. Um, because that's that's basically what he's going to do for two weeks is just hang out in the hotel room, do a little bit of running here and there. Um, yeah. It's not it's not getting out and you know seeing the best sights of Oregon. It's for sure. waiting for your event, and he has to do. Um, so this is pretty interesting. So he's he's fully vaccinated, but he has to do a COVID test every two days. Mm. And you know we were just talking earlier, like what happens if somebody tests positive for COVID. Um, and they're, they're doing extreme contact tracing. So like, if you have, if you are in contact with somebody who tests positive, they're going to put you in quarantine. So they're, they're, it's very realistic that there will be some athletes who cannot compete because they've been exposed to somebody with COVID. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, It's just like a whole other roll of the dice that you like unexpected yeah. things can happen um and how does like is Ben someone who copes well with like that kind of pressure like pressure combination with like having that kind of time on your hands to just sit and be like will I qualify for the Olympics or not <laughs> yeah yeah because it's two weeks of sitting around just yeah. you know getting in your head uh you know it's it's going to be interesting he's he's a racer um but like you know in past if if the 10k doesn't go well, then you have all those days just getting in your head, thinking about it. Um, you know, it's, it's so interesting because like, you know, it's, uh, confidence as an athlete can come and go pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, I'm like I said, he's, he's a great racer. He's fit right now. Um, you know, and it's, it's going to be like how, how he feels after the 10k will really set him up for the 5k. Right. Think, and is there yeah. one that he's more wanting or more likely to qualify in than the other? Or do, or do you feel like his chance? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. Which is just a lot, of, like 25 times around the track is not super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to watch, but to run, I don't think it's that interesting. Um, yeah. 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 And it's like the, the, the stadium rules are, are really fascinating. Like they're, it's not full capacity. Uh, I'm sitting in their vaccinated sections. I'm sitting in the vaccinated section where you have to prove that you've been vaccinated. And they only opened up uh, ticket sales earlier in the, like a week ago, which is wild to me. Yeah. So they, 
they've been really trying to pay, you know, just with the state of Oregon, make sure this event can happen. Um, but trying to find that balance. It's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. I think the other interesting thing to, for me is that like different athletes will have fared differently during the, yeah. the COVID shutdowns as well. Right. So like some mm-hmm. folks will be super fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe some other people will struggle or have struggled with their mental health or like anything, right? Like it yeah. might just stir the pot up a little bit. No, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's so variable going into something like this, just what the past year has been for people. Um, yeah, I, I remember like Ben's fortunate cause he's a distance runner and you can just run distance, but you know, some of the sprinters, um, just reading about last year, you know, trying to do workouts in the park because all their tracks were closed oh, yeah. and, you know, they didn't have the full weight set up and just being creative. Like that has to have an impact on you. Um, yeah. yeah. It's good to be, a, it's good to be an endurance athlete because, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't rely on things like that to the same extent. Yeah. Totally. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just, I just thinking, I just thinking about um, Ben and his hotel room and how, like, because I just came out of quarantine yeah. myself. Right. Um, and right. how, like, I strangely, I was having like, you know, like publicly, like I was having fun doing my TikToks every day. And like, yeah. I talked to lots of people on zoom and stuff, but like, I had a very, a couple strange experiences of feeling very isolated. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure people went through that, like during COVID quite a lot too. And, and even that, like, I, I don't know, like, yeah, two weeks is a long time to sit in a hotel room. Oh yeah. And it, that's, I mean, one of the biggest reasons, yeah, I want to be here for his event um, to support him, but it's more breaking up some of that time mm-hmm. because uh, like traveling to events alone, because he doesn't have training partners here. Like, you know, I'm not going to be there here the whole entire time. It's really lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really lonely just like being in a new place that's not your home with no people. And, you know, you get, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm, he doesn't, he's not on TikTok. So, you know, he doesn't have that distraction. I'm doing a daily TikTok. <laughs> My, <laughs> it's like Olympic qualification TikTok day one. <laughs> Exactly. Tell him I recommend it. it brings a little. Oh, comedy, for know? sure, for sure. I don't. Uh, he he's not on TikTok. Um, does he still? <laughs> does he still have his secret coffee company? Yeah, but you know, it's not like he can roast in the hotel room, so <laughs> or really do anything for it right now. <laughs> Everybody loves a, a secret company. Everybody loves a secret, but this secret company is not on TikTok, I guess. That would make it not secret. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. I'm so, sorry. I was trying to say overall, like, you fared well in quarantine or you managed it okay? Yeah, I did. Like I said, like, I had a couple rough moments, I think, mm. to do with the fact that, like, it's different when you're in a place and, like, you, you're, like, isolated, but you can leave and then, like, you can't leave. Yeah. Gotcha. And then it becomes weird when like you can't leave and it doesn't make any sense that you're isolated. So like, you know, after like my fourth negative COVID test, I'm a bit like, 
I, I don't have COVID like no one's and certainly no one's getting COVID from me. If I go for a trail run, like, you know, you start to think like it becomes more about like, I know I'm not going to hurt anyone in my community. Right. Now I'm just doing this to not get caught. Yeah. Like it's very weird. Yeah. And and most of us, you know, we understand the social and like the not wanting to hurt people, but just having the formality. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's hard. It's hard to not be totally, uh, you know, jaded by, by a decision like that. I did feel like I did feel slightly jaded. And actually in the last, I think it was like the very last day of my quarantine there, they, they announced that they're changing the rules. So I think the rules changed maybe yesterday here. Um, so like vaccinated people can now come back in with like once you get your negative test when you enter you you, like you quarantine for like the 24 to 48 hours before your test comes back and then right negative and you're fine so that's so painful oh well citizens for citizens um but still yeah that would have saved you a lot of indoor time that yeah (laughs) but whatever here we are and then the other weird thing that happened was like like, you know, two days after my quarantine ended, I got sick. Ooh. Ooh. I'm like, how did I, how did I get sick? Like, you weren't around humans. No, like I did have, like, so I had Rosie here the last couple days because we were just mm-hmm. going to stay here together. Like, yeah. so, like, her, so like, it had to have been her. Ooh. Germs. Because you, you, you know, like your immune system's like, what is this? Other people's germs. Yeah, I'm not so familiar. My <laughs> immune system has not seen a germ. Like, I guess none of ours probably have for like so long. I mean, that it's really interesting talking to my family, like with their kids in school. They they said they've never seen something like this, where kids their kids just aren't getting colds. They're not getting the normal bugs that they would that they would have, and it's it's kind of (laughs) nice. Not no (laughs) snotty noses everywhere, right? (laughs) Totally. Totally. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fine. I survived. I don't think I would want to do it again, like th- this whole quarantine thing, but uh, it was fine. It was a learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did have some fun, like those TikToks, like, I just like, at the end of each day, I'm like, okay, I need a little, I need to like, the inspiration to do the TikTok, yeah. and then like, looking for ideas, and then executing, gave me some structure. Yeah. It is amazing how something that simple can provide structure. Yeah. 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 Just like an extra thing. Like, of course I was working, but like, it's just an extra thing. Like the end of my day. Um, Okay. And Sarah, you're, um, you're on the selection committee, correct? For triathlon. Yeah. So there, there are four of us on the committee and today there was the, the press announcement about uh, who made the team. We finalized it yesterday. So today is Wednesday. Uh, the 16th on the 15th we finalized um, the last couple slots and I just I think I just wanted the opportunity to talk about what we went through um, because I'm seeing it's really interesting because you see on social media like it's a very emotional thing like there's a lot of perception that you know it's kind of this arbitrary decision and I, I just think people don't recognize what happens on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
like we we had a very detailed document, mm -hmm. uh, you know, created uh, for it's the selection criteria that you know were decided upon and obviously adjusted with COVID. Um, fully transparent process with the athletes. They knew what marks they had to hit uh, to automatically qualify for the team, and then after that, you know, we had two spots: a male spot and a female spot. That was based on discretion. Um, but all along we're following this document, you know, we have, we have, uh, somebody, you know, a lawyer in our discussions as we're selecting the team, mm -hmm. making sure we're doing everything right. Um, and essentially, so we, we ended up, uh, picking Kevin McDowell and, um, Katie Zafaris. And, you know, what's hard is that we're actually, what's nice is that in the U S we have other super talented qualified athletes mm -hmm. um, that we had to eliminate from uh, in a, the Olympic team, which is a nice position for the country to be in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but on the flip side, it's just, it was really hard emotionally, like just knowing what those athletes would go through. Um, but we, we ended up, so the way, the way the criteria were written like basically these two spots, we ended up uh, selecting for a mixed team relay, which is something that, you know, we've never done before. Yeah. So it's, so we needed to figure out like, okay, how, how do we maximize our, our potential mm -hmm. uh, to get medals? Mm -hmm. And this is the way the criteria were written. And, you know, these two, two athletes were, were selected based on that. And that there also was, so what's really interesting is it's easy to look from the outside, like, oh, you know, ex-athlete has had these great results uh, this year. We didn't have in the criteria, there was nothing to do um, with, uh, with timing of results. So all results within the time frame were weighted equally. Uh, so right. whether you had a great race this year or a great race two years ago. Yeah. Like, so we just had to look at the body of work basically yeah. from these athletes. And if you have X number of podiums, like it doesn't matter if it's recent, there was no recency clause. Um, so like, I, I totally get it. Like my, my heart hurts for, for athletes who are just, you know, doing a great job this year or thought they deserve to be on the team because right. like with a different set of criteria, they would have been on a team, a different country. They would absolutely be on the team. Um, just the whole thing. Oh yeah. It's, it's hard. Like it's, it's really hard. Cause you know, you know, you are denying an athlete the ability to go to the Olympic games when they could be a medal contender. Yeah. It's really hard. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, doesn't that essentially though, then mean that like all the athletes you selected do have medal potential? Yeah. So, so the way, like basically the way the criteria are written are we wanted to make sure the people who auto qualified were metal contenders mm -hmm. and that like we set the bar really high right um but then the the criteria were also written so that we had some discretion to pick athletes for mixed team relay because that's another medal and we have a really really good shot in the medal since there are eight teams mm -hmm. um and the u.s has been on the podium a whole bunch so like basically that we're trying to, the, the criteria written to try to find that balance between um, individual medals 
and uh, mixed team relay medals. And hopefully, you know, based on the criteria and like us following it to a T, um, we have the best team we could possibly field, but yeah. oh, all the feels. And so is yeah, that's hard. And is that like what you're describing being that there's been, that sounds like there's been athletes who have recent results mm-hmm. who like are probably more in the media in the, in the yeah. last few months, like who haven't been chosen. Is that the main criticism that you're hearing now? Yeah. So like basically like so-and-so has been robbed, blah, blah, blah. Like they've been outperforming the other person. And I, I totally get it. Like, you know, if, if the criteria were written a different way, then they would be on the team. Um, but like, I think just from the outside, it's easy to think that, uh, you know, these things are totally arbitrary and it's a group of people sitting around being like, well, we think, you know, it's total speculation that, you know, this person's going to outperform the other. And it's not like you have to follow guidelines that, you know, with a, with a lawyer present, <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a very systematic process and it's like, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of work to make sure that we are fair and transparent. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, another thing yeah. I'd like to hear about is like your qualifying experience because like well, yeah. one thing I have a bit of a, like I have personal connection to it because like some of your teammates at the time were like trading partners of right. mine at yeah. that time. So I remember like training with people who then went to the same, like like who went to 2012 anyway. Um, and, but like, I don't remember anything about the selection criteria. Like, did you have an automatic qualifier? Did you get chosen in a selection spot? How did I, it work? I, I did. And I, I am so grateful for that. So both, both, uh, for Rio and Linden, you know, I, I hit the auto selection criteria mm. and it meant that I knew that I was going to the Olympics a year out. So we had, we had one athlete, um, similar, uh, rapper court who, got her Olympic spot two years ago. So she's known for wow. 22 months, she was going to the Olympic games. Um, obviously like at that point, she thought it was only going to be a year, but just, and that's, you know, that having that relief of knowing yeah. and being able to structure your training. Cause like you said, you know, we, we had some training partners in common and, you know, for a few of them, uh, for quite a few, like they came from small countries, they knew they were going, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, that's, yeah. that's what's really nice about going, you know, coming from a small country, like, you know, you're guaranteed a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of the more competitive countries, like it did come down to discretion. And, you know, I, I had one training partner who was selected kind of last, you know, barely last minute. And it was supposed to be a domestique role. And, you know, that sort of stuff gets so messy because it's, it's, yeah. it's so arbitrary. Yeah. Um, cause athletes don't really get to, uh, demonstrate, you know, the efficacy of them being a domestique. It ends up being, uh, you know, a group of people being like, well, they can swim well and they can bike well. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah. like, we take an, an Olympic spot from another person to give it to this person because maybe it will work. And yeah. most times it doesn't work. <laughs> interesting does that and I, tell me if you're not allowed to answer this but did that yeah. factor in at all to your qualification in the u.s yeah so we we had no dumbest it's it's purely maximizing medals um like both individual and mixed relay and 
yeah, the mixed relay vote, like, it's going to be super interesting to see how other countries approach this too. I'm so we, excited about the mixed relay. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be really fun to watch mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I want to do it too. Like, I'm like, I seriously race directors out there. Like, this is a yeah. way to get like, because it's a team event, which I yeah. love. I only have to do 15 minutes of, well, it takes them 15 minutes. So I probably have to do 22 minutes of exercise, <laughs> but like, you know, like, like that's fun to me at this stage in my life. So we can, we can, we can figure something out. We'll do one, like some parking lot one, you know, handoff an outspoken summit one, some year oh, from amazing. now. And then we can, um, we can do that and then have like a game of spike ball. So ah, like- that's what I was suggesting. <laughs> finish it off <laughs> if there's a tie well because you have multiple people right like playing spike ball at once right oh yeah you can have it, the official game is played with two on two which is perfect oh yeah like mm-hmm. i like it i like it all right like one on one or three on three or whatever like yeah um Okay. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> we'll we'll wrap it into our into our triathlon somehow. Um, okay, let's take a little break, and I want to find out about your bear story. Yeah. If we were riding, is a feisty podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at If We Were Riding, and we love hearing from our feisty friends. So please send us a voicemail. At Sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah without an H. Right. So just grab your phone, record an audio file, and email it to me, and we will love it and love you forever. Every day, there seems to be a new wellness trend, like eat this, do this, avoid those scary things. And how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science-based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests, and includes tests that we need as athletes but aren't traditionally included, like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our If We Were Riding listeners 25% off their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding. That's insidetracker.com forward slash riding as in if we were. Change is an inside job. Start inside. All right, Sarah. So you already kind of revealed those bear story at the top of the show. You just said it was an animal story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know, I'm just giving away all the best parts of the show. You know, there's the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> really, there's not that much of a story. Right, um, like, okay, I, I think even what I even this is the part that I saw on your Instagram story felt yeah. like a story in and of itself. Like, so. All right. Like, because you have, like, because you have, like, the big Mastiff buddy and, mm-hmm. like, you know, when your dog starts, is in the yard and there's also a bear mm-hmm. <laughs> there, I mean, were you scared of that your dog was going to try to, like, play with a bear or, like, 
because he's 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 big but he's a big baby um <laughs> and like uh, he he's not he's not that fierce he looks fierce because he's got like lots of jowls and you know it's very slobbery and large but he's he's a bit he's a sweetheart so i thought that he was more curious than anything mm-hmm. um basically okay backing up okay six Sorry. o'clock in the morning i hear this oh, six o'clock in the morning okay yeah 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 and ben hears it and is like yeah whatever um i'm just gonna go back to bed i come downstairs and he's at the the glass door and i can see the bear outside mm-hmm. and this is you know so we we have some neighborhood bears who kind of come through but this looks like it was almost a full-grown male um our dog is not small and this bear was significantly larger than that than him and i'm like okay well you know surely this bear is going to get scared away once buddy barks outside for a little bit because that's normally you know what happens i put him on the leash and she goes out there so we have this long leash because he's all right previous dog was smart enough to figure out the invisible fence um this dog just gets shocked and he's like i don't know what's going on <laughs> so he'll just That's stand awesome. there every so time we can't, yeah we can't we can't use that with him so he just has this really long leash thing um <laughs> that's attached to the porch and he he runs a little bit towards the the bear safe distance away just kind of barking at it the bear does not care could not care less um and then starts kind of getting annoyed and like doing this barking thing, like this huffing, barking thing at the dog. And uh, Buddy kind of goes in to investigate and this bear charges at him. Yeah, yeah. charged him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and there was a little bit of back and forth. Um, (laughs) And at no point were you like, I'm scared because the bear is charging my dog? No, because it was was more of a just back off, not like a, I want to kill you kind of thing um i mean clearly i had my phone out i was videoing it so i wasn't that concerned no yeah i mean he's a chicken like i i didn't he wasn't gonna get close enough um and like yeah there was it was it was more just leave me alone kind of behavior from the bear yeah but buddy buddy at a certain point he's like this bear doesn't care he comes back to me he starts leaning on my leg and wanting me to pet him for a few good minutes, just a little reassurance. I'm like, it's okay, guy. I know you didn't scare the bear, but I still love you. So we went back into the house and as the bear goes away, I let Buddy outside to make him feel like he chased it away. And that was about it. He slept the rest of the day. He was totally exhausted from, you know, his three minutes of ex- excitement. Oh, Yeah, he's a sweet guy. I love how you're like <laughs> taking care of his ego. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that he, that he scared the bear away. <laughs> well, he just he just seemed so devastated that I needed to pet him for a few minutes and let him know he was a good boy, um, <laughs> even though the bear clearly was the boss of the situation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've had big dogs before. Like I've had a pit bull and a Rottweiler. Like I know that they're like they're big suck holes. Like those kind of like the fierce dogs. Like I think that's sometimes what what makes them able to turn. I mean, I I think like mastiffs are different because they don't they won't turn as fast as a, like a pit bull might if you if if you got it wrong. But like my pit bull was like the biggest freaking suck hole in the world. Yeah. Like she had yeah. to be pet all the time. Like she, but then she was like fiercely loyal. Like I wouldn't have wanted to see what she would have done if like someone had attacked me or something. You know? Yeah. Like, 
Um, well, that was our, our previous dog. He would, he would have laid down his life between us and a bear. Mm-hmm. Like we had one bear in the yard and the two of them were charging each other back and forth for a long time where I genuinely was nervous about him right. um because I knew that like he just had that he has that that killer instincts yeah. that buddy does not have he's, right. <laughs> he's just a goober face <laughs> oh <laughs> oh so I guess I guess it's probably it for the week. You know, mm-hmm. enough enough taking up the bathroom. It's a good um, making sure Ben episode. can't go. <laughs> like you better be able to hold it for an hour, man. <laughs> Got to go record like, a podcast. He's like trying to hydrate for his race, and it, like he's drinking <laughs> tons, right? And you're just like, sorry, no access to the bathroom. <laughs> well, I told him to use it before I came in. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, you know, I'm I'm sure he's been distracted by his movie, so it's all good. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening to another week of If You're Riding. Hopefully, we'll have some Olympic themes updates for you next week. More animal stories, who knows? And in the meantime, keep on uh, having fun, everyone. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.